This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Alexander City, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. So we're going to first start to give you some proof of God's love in Luke 2.11 in the Amplified. It says, For this day in the city of David, there has been born for you a Savior who is Christ the Lord, the Messiah. See, Jesus is the pledge of God's forgiveness. He is the proof of God's love for us all. He paid the price for us all. He is our proof. Jesus met the deepest need, though, of mankind. And what makes Christmas so wonderful to celebrate? Because mankind needed a Savior. And as individuals, we needed a Savior. As individuals, though, we've got to accept Jesus. See, that's a choice. God made us a free will. He didn't make us like the angels. He gave us a free will. You get to choose every day. You can choose Jesus. You can choose your way. You can choose to be happy. You can choose to be sad. You can choose to walk in unforgiveness, or you can choose to forgive. See, we get to choose. Isn't that something? But God gave us that choice, and he gave us that choice to accept him. But if we'll accept him as Jesus of our Savior, you'll get a new meaning of attitude with gratitude. I'm going to tell you something. See, we need to get in a place that even when everything is going wrong and everything looks yucky or things don't go right or things don't go the way we thought we had it planned, it just seems like, you know what, this is all screwed up, God. Well, guess what? He had a messed up family too. But thank God, God is a God of new beginnings. God is a God of fresh starts. And sometimes instead of us always listing what we haven't got, what isn't right, what has been all messed up in our lives, let's start writing down what we do see, what God has done. Let's write down, well, hopefully you're not where you started at. There's been a little bit. Even if there's only been one good thing, you can write that down in the good column because it wasn't like that before. So we got to remember, see, sometimes we can start listing all of the stuff that's not right, all of the stuff that got all messed up, and then all of a sudden you got to get down in your place and say, God, give me an attitude of gratitude, an attitude of thankfulness. Let me begin to write down what you have done. Let me start writing down all the good things you have done, and let me tell you, if you begin to do that in honesty, it'll outweigh the bad column. It'll outweigh the negative column. Because, see, you got to write it down sometimes because sometimes it seems like the scales are tipped. But they're not really if you write it down. Remind yourself of what God has done. And you'll begin to see it'll outweigh the negative. We have got to find the true meaning with an attitude of gratitude and rejoicing in our Lord. One, first you have to accept Jesus. But then even as a Christian, if you're not careful, guess what? You can get over in the ditch. You can get over in the ditch. See, because life starts throwing junk at you, crap at you. Maybe now you'll start living in some things. Sometimes choices we made a while ago all of a sudden don't have a repercussion till now. And we begin to think, God, what's? why are you doing this to me? But if we sit down... And remember, guess what? God didn't do that. We did. 
Sometimes our choices we made show up a little later. See, sometimes all the debt you went out and occurred or all the wrong choices we made or things that we did all of a sudden didn't show up that day or the next day. It might be a year or two later, but then all of a sudden, see, if we're not careful, the devil will start telling you, see, well, you might as well forget it. Look, if God loved you, this wouldn't be happening. No, God loves us, but sometimes we just made some wrong choices. Sometimes we made some stupid choices. Sometimes we let our mouth... We let our mouth set some things into motion, okay? And it wasn't the blessing. So sometimes we got to get back down and say, God, help me. Help me to realize, look, it's not now, it's not the blame game. It's not the regret regret game. God says, let's just get up in this thing and let's get a fresh start. Let's start a new today. Let's just go ahead and you just decide, guess what? Well, I'm going to do better now, Lord. I know better and I'm going to do better. Help me to be better in you. And when we do this, you'll begin to see his grace. His examples, see, of his love and his mercy and his grace, that's what leads us through this life's journey. And I'm going to tell you, there's one thing everybody has in common. Whether you're saved or you're unsaved, we all need guidance in this life. Whether we admit it, And whether we receive it or not, we all need guidance. Before Jesus, mankind had been saddled with sin. We were struggling under the curse. The sentence of death had been passed on to all mankind through Adam's sin. But suddenly, Jesus' birth, the dawn of the light was given to each and every one of us. In 1 John 1, 9, in the Amplified, it says, If we freely admit that we have sinned and confess what that light is. What is life? It is Jesus. When we accept God's plan of salvation through Jesus, sin is lifted off our soul. The word promises that our sin is washed away and never to be remembered against us anymore. Our sins, he is faithful and just, true to his own nature and promises and will forgive our sins and cleanse us continually from all unrighteousness, our wrongdoing, everything not in conformity with his will and purpose. In Hebrews 8.12 in the Amplified, it says, For I will be merciful and gracious towards their wickedness, and I will remember their sins no more. Let me just give you just a little bit of free advice. If you are having a problem with keeping remembering everything you've done wrong and everything everybody did wrong to you, it's because you haven't forgiven yourself. You do not have the revelation that God has forgiven you. You don't have the revelation that he has thrown it away. And the only one that can bring that back up again is you and me. So it's not God bringing it up. It's the devil talking in your ear and you're listening. So get the revelation. Your sins have been forgiven and he remembers them no more. If you don't get anything else today, if you'll get that, I'm telling you, you'll start moving forward. You'll start running forward into the things of God. The power of real forgiveness changes us at a heart level. See, it starts in your heart. But you've got to have this revelation of God's forgiveness. Or how can you move forward? See, if you don't get a revelation that God has forgiven you and he doesn't remember your sin anymore and he loves you unconditionally 
then you cannot in turn love unconditionally and you cannot forgive because you haven't got the revelation that daddy loves you and has forgiven you. You can dry your tears, baby, because God lit up the world when he sent Jesus and he sent him for you and for me. God gave us a bright future when he sent his only son. He hung a star of hope and love in the darkened sky of your life. And even as a Christian, you can still get dark areas just because of life. But remember, Jesus hung a star of hope and love. Don't let the enemy take that out. Don't let him snuff your light out. Stand up and say with your mouth, my God loves me. He forgave me. He forgives me. And he loves me. Isn't that special? He gave each and every one of us a fresh start. And even if you fall down tomorrow or if you fell down yesterday, guess what? Reach up. God said, let's go ahead, baby. We got another fresh day. We got a new day. We got a new day today. We can start over today. The human race, you and me, was given the highest expression of God's love through Jesus. God sent him so that we wouldn't just get by, that we wouldn't just survive. But in John 10, 10, it says that he came to give us life and what? Give it to us more abundantly. Amen. I don't know if they can't put any scriptures up or we have a computer problems. Thank you. Just want you to be confirmed. I'm not just standing up here making things up. These are in the Bible in case you don't have your Bible. Amen. Sometimes it's good for us to be reminded of what God says because if you don't know what he says, how do you think the enemy comes and steals from you? Because you don't know the truth. See, he gets in on us through our ignorance. Amen. Through Jesus' birth, God became one of us and his connection to us was race wide. And his will, Jesus was and is and will always be a brother to all mankind, all humanity. God is a loving God to all who will receive him and accept him. Not one person is left out. Not one person is left behind. No matter where you are, the grace of God through Jesus is forgiving and a life-giving gift that keeps on giving to all. If we'll receive it, it's a gift that keeps on giving. No matter if you mess up, no matter what you do, no matter where you've been, it's a gift that keeps on giving. doesn't matter what situation you find yourself in life. God is a forgiven God and a loving God. When we find ourselves sometimes in life, remember God loves you and he forgives you. Freedom and love are available to all who will accept him and his love. And let me tell you, when you truly begin to get the revelation and you accept Jesus as Lord of your life, then you ask him to come into your life and you say, Lord, I want you to be in control and I'm going to follow you. I'm going to tell you, when we get the real revelation, guess what? His love will begin to flow like never before. His forgiveness will begin to flow. His love and mercy will flow through you and out of you like never before. His grace will begin to flow. And let me just give you a little bit of extra good news. Hope, guilt, and shame, gone, 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 gone 
in the name of Jesus. Gone in the name of Jesus. Let me just tell you a little bit about guilt. What guilt is. Guilt is a plague. It's like a disease. But guess what? The good news is Jesus is the antidote. Jesus is the cure. Amen. No man can cure you. You can't cure you. Nothing can cure you. But Jesus is the antidote. 100% cure for this disease. Because I'm going to tell you, guilt will begin to affect you in every area of your life. It will affect you in every area of your life. It is the greatest plague a person can have is guilt and a guilty conscience. To live in that and to walk in that every day is the worst thing that a person can have. And even as a believer, you can walk in guilt and shame and have a guilty conscience. But guess what? And guess what it'll do, though? It begins to affect you the way you think. It begins to affect how you act. It'll affect your physical body. It'll affect you in every relationship. I'm telling you, it will destroy you. Things may look good on the outside, but on the inside, that guilt is eating you away. That's what plague and disease does. It eats you away till eventually, till it kills you. It may not kill you in the natural, but spiritually, it will kill you. But guess what? There's good news. Jesus is our answer. Jesus is the antidote. But praise God, you've got to accept that. You're going to have to receive your cure. See? Because it's just like if you went to the doctor in the natural and you had a cold or the flu and he says, well, here, I'm going to give you some medicine. And you say, okay, good. You take it. You go home. You put it on the counter and you never do anything with it. Then eventually, sure, you'll get better. But if they gave that to you, it must have been for a reason. So it would have helped you, right? It's the same thing with Jesus. If we never receive his cure, if we never know what he has for us, if we don't receive his forgiveness and receive his love, guess what? You're going to walk around sick. You're going to walk around affected. You're going to begin to get infected. And then guess what? Then you begin to infect everybody else or you just begin to live in a miserable state of life. Let's take the cure today. Thank God there's no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. God will take away your guilt today. God will take away your shame today. God will take that guilty consciousness that just seems to torment you and all of your mistakes and wrong. God said, no, today's a new day. Today we're wiping that away. We're wiping the board, the slate clean. Let's go ahead today and say, Lord, I receive it right now in Jesus' name. All my guilt, all my shame, all my past wrongs doing have been wiped away in Jesus' name. Did you know that God's a right now God? He don't want you to wait till the end of service. God said, right now I'm taking it away. I'm taking any guilt. I'm taking away that the enemy just torments you about things that you've done wrong or what you should have done or what you didn't do. God said, no, today I'm wiping it away right now, right now. And you know some other good news? Not only do we have a home here, but we got a second home as believers, as Christians. We've got a second home in heaven. And also, guess what? When you become a Christian and a believer, we go ahead and get to inherit some of daddy's goodness. And one of those things is abundance. We receive the nature of our father, which is abundance in every area of our life. Isn't that good news? Abundance in every area of our life. But guess what? See, if you don't know that and you don't believe it, you won't receive it. 
It'll sit on the shelf and you'll hear people talk about it. You'll look at it. You'll stare at it. But until you get a revelation that God has abundance for you in every area of your life, it ain't going to do you any good. You've got to partake. You've got to know what God says. Get it up in your heart. Get it down in your soul like never before. God is a God of abundance. Christ's birth secured us a home for all of us who accept him. Heaven is our home for eternity. But when your heart really begins to get full, when your heart really begins to get a revelation and a knowledge of this, I'm going to tell you something. You're going to become, when you get so full of him in every area of your life, I'm going to tell you the blessings will begin to flow. The abundance will begin to flow in every area of your life. Like never, ever before. Abundance, abundance. Spiritually, physically and financially but you're going to have to receive it and start expecting it that's his nature is for us to have all that he has for us god intended that everything in his book was yes and amen he is no respecters of persons you don't have to go to another country you don't have to go to some special meeting every day you can get up and thank god that you are a believer and thank god for his abundance in every area of your life isn't that good news we don't have to wait till you get to heaven to walk in God's goodness. You don't have to wait till you get to heaven to walk in God's abundance, his overflow. You can walk in it right now. It tells us in Matthew 6, 10, your kingdom come, your kingdom come, your will be done, okay, on earth as it is in heaven. He said, right now you can walk in it. Right now you can partake. Right now you can sit up at daddy's table and eat everything he has. You can have more than enough right now. Jesus' prayer in that means that it's possible for God's will to be done right here, right here, right now to those who will believe. Remember that nothing is impossible with our God. And that his will will always bring abundance. There's no lack in heaven, so there should be no lack in our lives. But do you believe it? Do you receive it? And do you expect it? Because nothing is impossible with our God. God said, I want to bring abundance because abundance is my nature. And if you're born again, guess what? Your DNA is of the Father God. So why are we not walking in everything that he has for us? That's the nature of our daddy. Abundance, abundance, abundance. So stop talking yourself out of it. Stop letting others talk you out of it and receive the abundant life. Because guess what? The abundance that God has is always for us. Yes and amen. But now there's some keys of how we do this. Okay? You can't just sit around and just say, well, I... Ask Jesus in the heart one day, and so I guess that's it. No, you've got to walk in this thing every day. You've got to feed yourself. Do you feed yourself naturally every day? Do you get up? Maybe you don't eat all three meals, but you eat every day. Whether you eat good or whether you eat bad, but you're eating something every day. Well, so much more you better be eating and feeding on the Word of God. Because without it, you will dry up. You will die spiritually. You have got to renew this mind. You've got to feed this spirit man every day. I used to tell the kids when they were little, I used to teach them in classes and stuff. I say, remember what you put in is what you get out. If you put junk in, you get junk out. You put nothing in, you get nothing out. And when you're in trouble 
and you're wondering why you don't know what God is saying is because your spirit, man, is starving. He's trying to tell you, don't do that. Don't go that way. But it's, it's so weak, you can't hear him. Feed your spirit, man, on a daily basis. Get your house in the house of God. Get in here and get connected. And when you do, guess what? You'll begin to grow strong. You'll begin to become mature in the things of God. You'll begin to become so strong that when the enemy comes like a flood and tries to knock you down, you may go down, but you're going to jump right back up and say, oh, no. God said, I'm victorious. God said, I'm not going to lose in this area anymore. God said, I'm his child. I live in a life of abundance in every area of my life. In Jesus' name. But you've got to get some revelation. You're going to have to renew your mind. You've got to get in the word. You've got to come into the house. You've got to get, I'm telling you, there's a supernatural flow. Why do you think the enemy fights church so much? It's not about the building. It's about the people in the building. We're the church. But why he fights you coming together? Because he knows that when we come together, uh-oh, something happens. Now you're not alone. Now when the enemy comes, you have got partners with you. Now you've got hundreds of thousands of angels going out on your behalf because now we've come together as a unified body. We've come under the covering of God and we're saying, God, we love you and we love your people. We're going to serve you and we're going to serve others. And there's a power in that. That's why he wants to keep you separated from the house of God. So get in the word. Pray, get into church and get connected. Be a part. Get it in your mind, in your heart so deep. I'm telling you that ain't no devil in hell can dig it out. No devil in hell can take away your hope, your dreams, the revelation that God loves you no matter what and that he's a forgiving and a loving God. Let it be common. They're so deep. It's just second nature. You get up and you expect every morning, God, you're going to use me. People are going to be drawn to me today. I'm going to be able to invite somebody to church. God, today I'm walking in your abundance. Today I'm walking in your overflow. It's your second nature. You don't even have to think about it because it's down in your heart. You planted it so deep. You water it every day. So when you get up, it automatically just begins to flow. I'm a child of the king. I don't lack in any area. My daddy owns it all. I can have whatever I need. All of my wants and my desires have already been taken care of by my daddy. The second nature begins to walk all over you. Your second nature begins to flow out of you as you walk this thing. You're walking in abundance. You're walking in peace. You're walking in joy. You're walking in wholeness and blessings. Everywhere favor chases you down because you got the revelation a better, 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 better. It's second nature. This is the nature of my daddy. That's what Jesus births about. John 10, 10. The thief comes only in order to steal and to kill and destroy. I come that they may have and enjoy life and have it in abundance to the full till it overflows. He didn't just say a little dab will do you. Just a little tiny bit. He said full till it overflows. 
What is overflowing? Enough for you and enough for everybody else around you. More than enough. Overflow. Overflow. But Christmas is a good reminder of why Jesus came. To give us an abundant life. In every area. This isn't just a choose and pick and I can only be blessed here and blessed. No. God said it's a complete package. I came so that you can physically, spiritually, financially, it's a whole deal. I want you to be whole and full and overflowing in every area of your life. Wow. Christmas. Christmas time. What a special time. Even in the natural, there's something that happens at Christmas time. It's a spiritual thing. It's a supernatural thing. Okay? The world will call it magic, but it's a supernatural thing that happens. Okay? It's a supernatural thing. This is a time you really do need to hone in on your friends and your neighbors and those that maybe don't want to hear about God, never heard of God or have had a bad experience, but now's the time I'm telling you. There's a supernatural softening and a supernatural covering I'm just going to call it a covering of love that comes upon the earth during this time. Let's remember why. But I just also want to remind you that not only is it a special time and a time for us to show some of that love where people, like I said, may not have received it normally, but at Christmas they just tend to maybe, you know, the grumpiers don't, aren't quite so grumpy. The people that are usually ugly aren't quite so ugly at you all the time. Those that don't want to hear nothing might be willing to hear just a little bit because there's something supernatural that happens. But let's get this revelation. Let's just not remember this at Christmas. Let this become reality every day in our life. That we walk in that spirit, that same spirit. Let that same spirit of love flow in us and through us every day, not just at Christmas time. Don't just be happy and hopeful on that day. Let this become an everyday expectation. Let us hear the angels calling out good tidings and great joy. That needs to become your everyday life. God, you're a God of love. You're a God of hope. God, let that be in my life, and then let me go share that light. Not just at Christmas, but every day. How wonderful my Jesus is. Tell him. Tell him of his goodness. Tell him. Remember, I told you we need to have the go tell ministry. You need to have a go tell. Go tell. Go tell everything that he's doing. And I'm going to tell you that's what will draw him. Go tell. Go tell of God's love and his goodness and his mercy. Remember. The Christ in Christmas. Remember it this year, but let's start remembering every day. Let's start remembering every day going forward from now on. God, I'm going to walk in that same spirit. That little extra love that seems to kind of squeeze on you, the little bit of joy that kind of comes. You know, God, I want that every day. I want to walk in that every day of my life, not just at Christmas. Everything has changed in the world. And everything is changing for you and me for the better if we'll receive it and expect it. What are we believing for? It's time to walk in God's love and to receive all of his benefits. I just want to read you just a little thing, this article that I had read, and I just thought it was so good because this really is the greatest love story that was ever told. And we need to be walking 
We need to be a walking story of God's love every day, not just at Christmas. The greatest love story ever told, the Christmas story, is the ultimate story. The the word ultimate means that it's the best. There isn't any story that's better. In this one tale, we read about the greatest power, the greatest revelation, the greatest victory, the greatest gift ever known to mankind. By far, it is the greatest love story that was ever recorded in all of human history. The birth of the babe of Bethlehem is an impossible story that was made possible by the power of God. We also see God's guidance, mercy, and protection that are clearly evident in this wonderful, wonderful story. And I just want to give you six scriptures that you can take away in John 3.16. God loves us. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting love. God cares for us. In Psalms 8.4, What is man that you take thought of him, and the son of man that you care for him? Number three, God is with us. Hebrews 13 and 5. God himself has said, I will not in any way fail you, nor give you up, nor leave you without support. I will not, I will not, I will not in any degree leave you helpless, nor forsake, nor let you down. Relax my hold on you, assuredly not. Number four, all things are possible with God, Luke 18 and 27. The things which are impossible with man are possible with God. Number five, God gives us strength when we are incapable, Isaiah 40 and 29. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. And number six, no matter what we're facing in life, if... We'll follow God's leading, 2 Corinthians 2.14. He will cause us to come out on top. Now, thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph in Christ Jesus. The Christmas story is meant to bring hope to all mankind. Within it is contained salvation, healing, protection, and provision. The same God of the Christmas story is within us each and every day of the year, and that should cause us to rejoice. The proof of his love should be part of our everyday life, not just during the Christmas season. Do you know him today? Or maybe you've walked around and you didn't really have this revelation of abundance. Maybe you're ready to say, God, I want this abundance in my life like never before. I want this love and forgiveness to invite in me like never before so that I can give love and give forgiveness. Maybe you say, I'm ready for my life to tell a better story, to tell the story of God's abundance and his love. Maybe you're ready to work, let God work through you like never before in a greater and a better way. A new revealing as Pastor Ron comes, a new revealing of his love and abundance. Maybe you're ready for a fresh start. Are you ready? Because you know why? Because you need the go tell ministry. How are you going to go tell as God starts doing it in you and through you? Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and pray that you are blessed by God's word. 
For more information about Passion Church, visit www.mypassion.church. Thank you.